we was always just, we ain't want to wait on nobody. You know, we was like, we're going to work with what we got for now. Yeah, man. We ain't going to just wait until it's going to be a platinum album, until we got a major label to spend a million on marketing. We're going to release music and repeat the cycle. I just believe in hustling like that. You always got individuals that, you know, got fronted or, you know what I'm saying, borrowed or whatever. And you got the individuals that got it off the curb. Welcome to the Scales Podcast. You're now listening to the dopest podcast on earth. This is your boy Shane. This is your boy Scott. Grab whatever you need to get you in your zone and follow us. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Scales Podcast. This is Shane. Welcome, welcome. This is Scott. This is episode one. The marathon continues. This is pretty much a memorial episode right. for Nipsey Hussle. If you haven't, I'm sure you heard of the late, great Nipsey Hussle's murder. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Nip. But the, as we said, the marathon definitely continues. It was uh, right. laid out very well by a very great man. Scott, I want to ask you, though, like, where were you at when that news hit you? When the news hit me, it was like, I know it happened in um, Central Time. It was like 6 o'clock. I was at work, and then my brother texted me. He like, oh, Nip was shot. I'm like, did he pass away? He like, no, he was just shot at the moment. So I know that was like 3 o'clock California time. So... Yeah, I was working, and then I was getting to find out the news via text, and then I looked it up on TMZ just to confirm it, and then it was like true, and I was like, whoa. But then I ain't, the impact didn't hit me right then and there. I mean, I was hit with Nipple was doing, like as far as like his movements and his business models and stuff he was introducing to uh, hip hop, and I was excited about those things, but I didn't realize the gravity of what he was doing and how it affected the community until like the next day. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, you know, I think we we had bits and pieces of what he would talk about and. Uh, interviews and he did great interviews but we didn't know how deep that went and how far he was trying to take it but I was watching one of the playoff games and I you know you just get on Instagram and right it just came down on somebody's page and instantly I didn't even like really go check a lot about it it, it was just an instant I felt like he'll, he'll be okay like I've heard of people getting shot rappers and things like that or right. just people that I know and that's just the instant thing you do is like they're going to be okay. Like, yeah. you really don't think about it like it was a fatal thing. And then as the reports kept coming out, you found out that it ended up being a fatal shooting. I can kind of say I still don't accept it, but at right. first I didn't believe it. You know, even, you know, all the reports were out, dead at 33, the time stand, all of that. I'm like, no, nah, there's no way. Like, yeah. It was, I think that was as a, um, as a culture, it was a media rejection. Like people, it was just throwing us off guard because this guy was just based on peace. Like his whole business model was just like. It, didn't, it, didn't, it still don't feel right. Yeah. It didn't feel right. Yeah. But um, I like how it picked up as far as like um, after those days, you start noticing the energy, energy shift in the rest of the uh, community too. Like everybody started really thinking about this key theme of self-transformation and did you accomplish what you want to do? So that just started, everybody energy started going towards that right away. Like how do we make the marathon continue? And instantly you start seeing TMC everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. In a way, the store um, received a lot of love. Two million orders reported. Right. Orders. That was like Not the next dollars, day, right? But orders. The next yeah. day. I ordered right the next day. Right. I still haven't got my order, and I know that it's going to be. Probably the next year. It's going to be a while. Yeah, that's right. a lot of orders. Yeah, because you know? if you go to the store and you see the location, it's not that big of a not it, it can't yeah, house you, two million. So you just orders. went out there like a week ago. Yeah, I was out there. Said. Yeah, so you can't it, it cannot house two million units of no. a product at you, all. You, you can kind of tell that from the outside. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. So that's it, so there's an inventory problem. There's all kind of logistics involved. They got to figure a good, out a good problem, right? And one that Nip, you know, he looked out even in death. Like, right, that's unprecedented for an artist to. Uh, achieve that kind of level of, like to have two million orders documented in, in one day that's amazing and that just shows its impact too 
And a lot of people probably identify with him being um, an entrepreneur and the figure that he was and what he represented from being um, at first uh, considered to be a criminal and then evolving to the point to where your business on, you're giving back, you're giving people jobs now. You, um, you're doing these interviews about bringing awareness to things that we should be paying attention to that and contains health or political change. And then it started coming to light that day before he um, passed away, he was supposed to get the Bloods and Crips and the uh, LAPD together and talk about some um, peaceful things. So it just transcended him from being a, a hip hop artist to an activist and then an um, a active leader in the community. Absolutely, absolutely. And it just turned into, like you said, the the, the days after, which also include the memorial service, which I right. watched parts of and seen the procession that went through LA. And that was amazing. Like right. I've never seen that level of love and like- Like Biggie level almost. It felt different than even that. And, and I can't really speak to that as much because I was, really young right. and I didn't really tap into it like that and we didn't have like I don't think you could view Biggie's procession the same right? because of the internet we didn't have that at the time but Nip's procession from beginning to end was just documented all yeah, the way through it's like the 21st century of seeing um, how cell phones introduced you can see a procession from multiple um, perspectives from the people's perspective from the media's perspective and from an artist and the family's perspective so we got to see it from all angles and connect to it and see what it was like, and it was massive. This was like, if uh, unfortunately we have this too many times in our history, but it's like almost when Malcolm and Martin passed away, mm -hmm. we could be able to see what it's like for mm -hmm. that to happen. Or with Pac, even mm -hmm. you know, this he's in that different um, bracket of energy. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he he definitely took it to another level. And then yeah. he got to do something that I know that he was really close to doing, right? You know, alive, which was sell out the Staples Center, right? Like um, he, he he checked his whole bucket list got checked off. Seemed like it did, it yeah. did, and it was you know. He did a lot up to 33. It's amazing. The right. stuff that he did right. you know, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So um, it, hit, it hit me deep, though, because I felt like Nip is a mirror in a lot of ways. Not in every way, but I see myself in him a lot. And I think Agreed. a lot of people Agreed. from our culture has have seen themselves in, in people like that who, you know, you brought up a Malcolm X. I remember my grandpa told me that he's seen a lot of himself in those type of people. Right. And it hit him. I remember him listening back to like Martin Luther King. They used to have like box tapes where you could listen to like all his speeches and he used to just play them out loud. And I used to ask him like, why are you sitting here listening to these speeches? And he was like, that's, he was basically like, that's my man's like, that's, yeah, it's like it's his, me. That's his rapper almost. That was just like the it's, same. He was, he was speaking for a person who didn't have that voice as loud as right. he does. And that's what Nip was. Right. And it, you know, you could tell by the impact that he was speaking for a lot of people. Yeah, that couldn't get that out to the world. Definitely, like being in an impoverished area with minimum opportunities, and then being able to navigate through that, through those little so-called traps or whatever, and then get caught up in that, and be able to sow an evolution within a short span of time. Because like that type of growth would probably take sixty years, but to do that in such a, a compressed uh, moment in time, and then be able to accomplish the value that he did, and like. Me personally, I'm big on self-transformation too, man. Like the whole thing is just like, you start at one point not knowing anything, then you get to the point where you accept that you don't know nothing. So you just now you just on getting information and getting access to that information and figure out how to connect the dots and just keep on going through the trials and error. And then we have a real blueprint with the man who just actually started from a part where we all went through and uh, went through trials from as far as criminals and, and doing stuff like that. But then finding out that you actually have all the tools within you to actually apply it. And then you don't have to get a handout because he didn't get a handout. All self-made. It yeah. just take time. Yeah, ownership. Yeah, he, only, he only did partnerships. Yeah, you don't have to get the uh, elevator right away. Just yeah. take the stairs, yeah. man. That's that, was, that, was he, that was his biggest 
one of his biggest points was, you know, taking your time, right? And not selling yourself short so you can reap those benefits at the end from your hard work. Yeah, man. But he, he definitely left structure. And, right. And we and That's we, we and we about. and we talked about that with the store, like how he's still feeding families, he's still taking care of his family right. in a major way. Right. Because of his business moves and the way that he left a structure that he owned, which is also unprecedented by artists. An independent artist. An independent artist. Right. And a rap artist from our culture who dies in that way. A lot of them, the, their music is owned by record labels or right. other people. Right. Their, their whole likeness. Even when Sam, like Sam Cooke was like the first business model that was like that. And even when he died, his uh, all his publishing and stuff like that was took from a partner. And then that, the same partner who owned like the Rolling Stones and stuff like that, he ended up absorbing all of it. And then all that hard work that he did to set up the first black publishing company was absorbed. But what um, Nip... It's a modern day, like almost like a Sam Cooke in a way, creating a business model and different business ventures that was like 230 million almost mm -hmm. evaluated. And that's just over the first uh, year. So that's like something that could have been long term uh, going into a billion dollars, especially when you notice the key players that he had behind him, like a David Gross or Black Sam too. Like you got somebody who's just as uh, disciplined and focused behind you and, and able to knock out whatever y'all do. It just seemed like he was on the verge of uh, accomplishing something monumental. That's what's up. I'm going to just run through because a chart came out when he died that kind of laid out some of his business ventures. But So total projected value of investments for community tech and lifestyle ventures, $210 million. All right. He introduced the proud to pay model earning over an estimated $1.5 million as an independent artist. This, this figure does not include merch or touring. He reopened World on Reels roller rink in L.A. that got damaged during the riots in 92. Crazy. He set up a partnership with Fatburger where employees wore uniforms branded with his clothing label Crenshaw logo. He established Steve's Barbershop in honor of his friend and business partner who died from gun violence as well. Right. Puma and the Marathon, they got a collaboration that's launching this year that yeah. they're still rolling out. I've I just seen, seen uh, something yeah. about the owners talking about how they're still doing everything that they plan. He secured ownership stake in Followcoin, an Amsterdam-based cryptocurrency platform. He had over 41,000 hired, assisted, or impacted employees, and he invested in a blockchain music app. And there's a few other things, but yeah, man, he was, he was, uh, he also co-founded a STEM academy, which plans to expand across three different cities. Okay. So he was trying to bring STEM to a community that doesn't benefit from that. Um, he was just doing a whole lot. Yeah, it's like, uh, it was like, I didn't even realize it was a lot of political stuff that he was getting involved in, too, as far as like. With uh, Tip and Charlemagne took over, like how he was going to do that with him and Dave Gross, and actually go to you put me onto that, and then I looked into it. Um, he was going to actually do what he was doing in Crenshaw and make it a business model and a structure on how to elevate uh, impoverished communities throughout the uh, United States. And I didn't even know he was doing that by itself. Huge. Yeah, that was huge. So what he was doing, he was conscious of what he was doing. That just showed he wasn't just buying it just for the sake of just getting commercial value. He was actually doing it like for a purpose and creating an example. Mm -hmm. And he, he actually did that by creating a, he, he created an archetype. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Now everybody's trying to pick up mm -hmm. where he left off, carry that baton in one way or another. Yeah, you can really tell that he loved his community right. and everybody in it. And uh, it, it's, it's been a, it was a question floating around, I'm going to speak on real quick, that kind of touched back from when the murder first happened. Right. People were asking, why was he there in the first place? And they were alluding to his wealth and his ability to just live wherever he wanted or do right. whatever he wanted and my the answer was, or the question was frustrating at first like it's insensitive to me right and it it's kind of i don't know just kind of a dumb question at the um, especially how early people were asking it but what i came to was that it was love 
And love in general is a sacrifice. Is is you don't know. Like it's a risk. That's the point. Like right. when you love somebody, you don't know how that's gonna go. You don't know. It's not about knowing. It's about connection. Right. You know what I mean? And he was connected and, and he loved where he was from, which would allow him to be in front of his own store, unarmed, having a good time talking right. with friends, just like anybody else would. And I think that stigma that he should have been ready to, you know, uh, defend himself in that way is unfair. Right. Because most people, especially in our country, aren't asked to be like that. They're, yeah. they're asked to be protected. Right. But it shows, like, in our community, we are to protect ourselves. And even right. when something tragic happens, people ask that type of question instead of asking where were the police. I feel like he also saw value in his community, too. He valued it. He invested into it. So that's value that he put stake. He put his own resources into that community so he valued that place this is mm -hmm. his this is his property yeah he can go wherever he want to go yeah he could have had a storefront on fairfax or on like uh oh, yeah fairfax on, on, on rodeo yeah easy easy but he, he chose to put he, it on crenshaw he saw the value in the people in the community he he saw the value in the beginning and he saw the value that's loyalty that's something we gotta stay on top of he that's had a verse that said that he's he said he could fly away but he respects vows right so he he, he made a vow to his community that i'm gonna do something and it shows consciousness. It's like he's, character. Yeah, it's all strategic. High, high character. And um, I think instead of asking those questions to me, is like peeling those things back as people and asking ourselves, why aren't we doing that? Right. Why aren't we showing that type of love? Right. That that, that these communities and that fearlessness desperately need. Right. As we were saying, like that ownership piece uh, is so much power. And and that should be a big focus as well because even in death, Nip is still powerful. Right, he's still making moves. Yeah, Michael Jackson proof for that. Like, you still can take care. Yeah, if this is laid out, you know, right. in the correct manner. So where do we go from here? A lot of people we hearing people saying the marathon continues. Right, that is a huge, yeah, huge thing right the, now. The but Crips just uh, filed the trademark. Uh, the marathon continues, which is a whole nother yeah I thing. Don't, <laughs> you know what I mean, but. Still, it just shows you how impactful that word in itself or phrase in itself is right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, how does it continue? And what does that mean? Yeah. I've seen things like this before, like in the aftermath of a cop shooting. It's like black, like it's a lot of energy around right. the culture. So it's, it don't want but to be it like dies. A, yeah. And it dies because life comes back to no, like normal life. People got stuff. And it, it's not to place blame. It's to just say that. People have things, especially if habit. you're poor. Creatures of habit. You got to get back to work. You got to get bills paid. You got to mm -hmm. take care. And I get that. But we do got to, it's, it's good. We, we need to define what that means and really lay out what that means so right. that we can stay on course. And, and, and a lot of it is ownership and brand building is what I see from what Nip did. Right. He stayed committed to his art and grew a skill and he owned it. Right. And that's important. And we can all do that. I seen, uh, I think his name is Kevin O'Leary. He was, he one of the billionaires that's always on Shark Tank. Right. He was getting interviewed and he was just talking about how everybody wants to be quote unquote billionaires through right. and you know, he was just talking about like college and whatever that takes. Well, he was talking about trades and he was like, People everybody college isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. You maybe you should go to school to be a plumber. They make a lot of money. And having a trade in general is a in that same vein of it's a way you can own easier because you own the skill with your hands, just like Nip. Like he technically rap is a trade. Right. He sharpened his skills through the studio and he owned it and he could produce that and then package it and get it straight direct to his fans. Right. And that's something you can do with any trade, whether that's barbering, whether that's plumbing, whether that's woodworking, masonry. Yeah. It's all type of Developing. things that your hands can create that you own now. Right. And you can package 
and get directly out to your people who want it. And Nip laid a strong, strong, strong blueprint for that. Right. Just got to study every. Like I, I would say, study everything that have to do with his situation. Because like when you want to achieve any type of success, you want to study someone who's successful. And right now, he's like the most successful artist in, in the culture right now of what he's done with, with minimal amount of resources and help. Mm-hmm. And so we should study that, engage in that, copy that as best you can. And um, like read books, read what he read, yeah. just change your diet up and look into uh, Dr. Sabian and figure out what that was about. Not mm-hmm. just the uh, case, but actually his uh, process. Uh, yeah, look he, has into- a, he has a website and he, it lays out everything that his food does. He has supplements. I've been on it. I haven't ordered yet, but right. I'm still learning about it myself. So uh, it's definitely something to it. Right. It's uh-huh. all those things, man. We just got to study and research. And like when you're talking about the trade piece, like that goes into then to being an owner automatically. I mean, that's a low cost. I don't like how they change the trade uh, view of it. Like, cause most trade, when you think of a trade, you think of a college dropout or somebody dropping, get a GED or something like that. Mm-hmm. But those trades are actually valuable, but it's like, it's downgraded to mm-hmm. like, look at something like, oh, that second uh, class thing, but you automatically a boss. Mm-hmm. Like autom- you make your own schedule after that. I think the vulnerability of building a skill is what really deters people. You really have to believe in yourself. Right. And take criticism and not look at failure as an end, but a beginning to your new steps to be better. Right. And those things are not taught. They're not common and they're not easy. Right. It's easier to go fill out an application and just get hired and somebody tell you what you're doing is a job. Right. But it's not as fulfilling. There's no ownership in it. Yeah. Someone else is deciding when you get to do whatever. And that can, that goes even if you're skilled trade, if you become plumber and you go work for another plumber, which is fine. Right. Just make sure you're working for somebody that allows you to be a human being. Yeah, you gotta forever be a student. So find somebody who's doing something in that field that you're passionate about, learn from them. Mentorship is, is key in some way, shape or form. You don't necessarily have a physical mentor, but adopt some type of mentor and just look into that. And just what we can all take from this about how the marathon continues is actually like, just transforming yourself in some way, shape, and respecting that process, no matter how long it takes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just keep going. Like, no matter, just straight keep, up. Yeah, it's, straight a, it's, up. it's not a race at all. Denzel Washington was talking about this. He said that it's an actor's job to be good, right. not be seen a lot. Right. And that, that spoke to me so much, especially in this era. Like, everybody wants to be seen a lot for something, but right. are you good? That's right. what'll keep you around. So that's where staying down and staying on the marathon so that the skill is sharp. Right. Is important. Take your time. We, we got. We always trying to put up these pictures and stuff like that, and just post everything as much as possible. But like, you got to have something to say. Take your time to figure out what that is, and just keep on. Then when you're ready to actually roll out and take it full speed ahead, then you can just do it in that time. But even though when you take that first initial step, like I'm sure with this, what we're doing right now, it's gonna take some time to map it out. But we both had that mindset to keep on going and persevering to keep evolving and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Scales don't stop. It's yeah. Not, it, once it started, it's not stopping. Now. Yeah. I can't. I don't even know what that means. But I think the marathon is a mark of a new beginning. Right. It's like a turning point, and it's been that feeling. But I think I feel like Nipsey and the marathon marks a, a turn in culture. Right. To where we need to reinvent almost everything. Like reinventing the cool. The culture needs an upgrade. Right. If, yeah. Everything. Um, everything is kind of corny. Yeah, me. but I like I can slowly see how stuff merging together. Like how I mean, this may not be significant to some people, but like Young Thug and J Cole doing a song is like a mark of a mindset change, right? There. That's significant. Like this is trap and this is conscious uh, music, so called mixing together and merging a um, song. And it's like showing that we uh, mixing things together, things mm-hmm. emerging, things Taste are levels are changing, redesigning. Yeah, we are realizing. 
that we're architects of of life and of what we want to see out of this right. out of this life that we have. And like I said, a lot of things like most businesses and most services and highway structures and city layouts to right. me suck. Yeah, like all of them. Right. I'm not. It's just how I really feel. Most restaurants I go to are not appealing to what my mind. There's no passion. The big box stuff, the WalMarts, the McDonald's, the right. the lack of care, the the no customer service. It gotta go. Yeah. It's all. It's bullshit. Yeah. We and, gotta remap all. And that, we man. and that's and and the new cool is is caring and sharing and not taking advantage. Yeah. Like I I feel like we should definitely be more genuine and be your most authentic self. The internet has given us a right to transparency. So that we should realize that you can actually just be your most authentic self as much as possible and, and have a platform of your own and have and then realize that's a bunch of people that's just like you that connect to that. Yeah, cool is who you already are. Right. Right. You Nobody gets to tell you that anymore. Because so much media and stuff was directed towards one thing being that. And so when you watched it, all we had was TV. That was cool. Well now there's everybody has a TV. Right. So we don't have to subscribe to these programs anymore right and that's what i was speaking of in business a lot of these businesses are just programs for the people who own them to get wealthy walmart doesn't give any good product out that helps people it's just bullshit to buy that keeps walmart running just to be honest the the food's bullshit the clothes are bullshit the service is bullshit everybody knows it nobody likes walmart they deal with it nobody likes mcdonald's they deal with it convenient it's convenience Right. right But the culture is better than that, and Nipsey was showing that, that we can bring in cool things that, that give to us, that also pour into us when we're supporting it. Right. Talking um, about the interactive uh Yeah, it has an energy. And yeah. yeah, and well, and even just Nip, he had an energy about him that you felt good buying, you know, his clothing line wasn't technically as far as like cheap. Like he yeah. had t-shirts that was like $150, yeah. but I felt fine buying it because it's attached to somebody who I know and can see are, are taking those funds and is going towards positive things right he also is getting his profit out of it but he's also helping that's a, the community that's a um, business um, model that's, that's business. just how it goes yeah. but we have a lot of companies right now that just suck us dry right and then a lot of our problems that we reoccur are because of those those type of businesses yeah it's all cookie cutter man like if you, if you go to a store it's like they're planning like months in advance for holidays everything is programmed through holidays that's why I don't, I don't really me personally I don't celebrate holidays but like each um day like even Memorial Day even they already got a layout for you ready for you like all these um holidays keep you trained and programmed to go even shop. in that it's time to reinvent what yeah. that means like right. um a lot of it just doesn't make sense for me anymore and right. I'm not gonna we can have a whole nother episode about yeah. that but but just in general, the cool in our culture is really lame. Like right. what everybody thinks is cool right. is not actually cool. Like, right. again, I've kind of laid out the business part of it, but just even in human interaction, I think Nipsey upgraded humanness. Like it is like if you see, you know, I've seen plenty of videos with Nipsey with people that we would turn our backs on that right. he's embracing, right. giving jobs to, giving right. love to, hug. you know, that's the new cool. When you see somebody who who's down that you might have something be there even if it's just a like a human interaction if you see a homeless person and they trying to talk to you just say what's up like i think sometimes that's even more valuable than giving them money because they don't get to have that a lot like i said nipsey really showed a side of somebody who is quote-unquote cool right but not too cool to be a human right and that's what that's not cool (laughs) and i think that's a uh it's probably another episode you guys can let us know if y'all want to hit us to be a whole episode but what is the new human like the real like because i'm reading this book right now called the inner engineer 
it's like basically being a human is a connection between the nature itself. Because at the end of the day, our body is created from nature. It's all at the end of the day on an atomic level made of the same stuff that make up the universe and stuff like that. So you can tap in and connect to that energy and actually just move in pure joy and pure love. And not in the sense of like, oh, you do something nice for me, so I love you for that. No, it's just like all that energy is in you in abundance already. And you can express it as much as you want. It's, it's, it's given to you. You got this body that's really designed to self-contain itself and heal itself and apply as much of that energy as possible to maximize any type of reality you want to do. And I feel like that's where the internet and this information that we're getting nowadays is bringing us to of actually engaging in really expressing ourselves to a deeper meaning of what it is to be human. And I feel like that's what um, Nipsey was on the same realm because he was reading the same kind of books that I'm um, getting into. It's like really tapping into something divine, really tapping into something that, that's meaningful and executing that in life, like doing something meaningful. Absolutely. And that's in each and every one of us, man. Right. The, the phrase the marathon continues is your own marathon. That's within you. And you just right. need to believe in yourself. You have all the gifts and skills and energy that you need to go right. after whatever that is. Right. And so with that being said, the marathon definitely continues. It continues with each and every person. Everybody has a chance to run their own marathon. Right. And you're running it already. You already are, <laughs> right? But but you can you can choose to consciously you know um right. move and control things in certain ways instead of just be kind of being and a bike to the wall, yeah. All day. Just yeah, I, I, I kind of use the analogy of just like laying back in a boat and just rolling and just like no paddles or nothing. You just no go on with the stream or the yeah. river, which can be cool if that's what you want. But just know that river going to push and pull you however you might not like. It might be OK to just even if you don't want to stop and not paddle sometimes, just have the paddles in the boat right. just in case you want to pull them out sometimes and, you know, Make a turn because it's about to take you off a cliff. You might run into some rapids. You might yeah. get a waterfall over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and and if you can't connect that, that's even an analogy of like independence. When you work for someone else, they're the proverbial river. Right. And they're pulling you in whatever direction you want. And that's fine if you do. Just know that you should probably start working on some skills just in case they decide we're shutting down or we're laying off or we're, you know what I mean, making a turn that doesn't yeah, include Going in you. a different direction, yeah. And this is very important. The marathon continues, y'all. Yeah. Episode one. Scale. <laughs>